0: This is the Fed and Fit Podcast, starting your week off with motivational thoughts on real food and fun fitness activities from Cassie Joy Garcia and co-host Carissa Talbot. Cassie is a nutritional consultant and the paleo food blogger behind fedandfit.com. Cassie has also authored two recipe eBooks: Cassie Joy's Fed and Fit Game Day Feast and Cassie Joy's Fed and Fit Holiday Feast. Each week, she will be joined by co-host Carissa Talbot. Carissa is the lady behind the widely popular Instagram and hashtag NoCookPaleo. Carissa is also the chief operating officer for The Paleo Mom. If you enjoy the podcast, you can show your support by supporting another great small business. Place an order with the granilla bar and use the code FEDPLUSFIT at checkout so they'll know who sent you. That's the Granilla, spelled G-R-A-N-I-L-L-A, bar, dot com. Remember our disclaimer, the information and opinions shared in this podcast are solely those of any given individual and not a substitute for medical advice. And here are the ladies.
1: Happy Monday, everyone. We're so excited to be back with episode two of the Fed and Fit podcast. Uh, today, we've got myself and Carissa, of course, but in addition, a very special guest who we will introduce in a little bit, um, but because we're chatterboxes, we really want to get through just a little girl talk first, so we can update you on some of our recent activities. How are you doing, Cassie? I'm good, Carissa. How are
2: you? I'm excited. We're here for show too.
1: I know. It's exciting. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, I'm sure everyone's dying to know, how are you doing on your sugar detox?
1: Oh my goodness. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to sugarcoat it. No real pun intended there. (laughs) It is, it's, it is, it's rough. Um, I, uh, well, some of my symptoms. So in case anybody else out there is going through it and you're feeling these, please know that you are not alone and the struggle is real. Um, I am definitely tired and I wake up almost every morning with a headache. Um, some major cravings. And I've even had a couple nights, this might be a little too much information, but a couple nights of some night sweats, um, where I just kind of wake up totally soaked in sweat. And that may be something that we should save for another episode. But that's something that I dealt with a couple years ago. It was happening for a very long time, tied in with some adrenal fatigue. We can talk about it later. But Um, because it's the timing is so close to the sugar detox. It's a really convenient association. Um, But yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to offset with making sure I take in plenty of water, which I'm, I'm also really guilty of um, really not taking in enough and trying to make sure that I'm getting enough sleep. My body thrives really well between eight and nine hours of sleep. So that's, um, that's tough to prioritize when you're working nonstop, you know, until 8pm, got to try to Get away from the blue screen so your brain can uh, shut down. Taking some Epsom salt baths, things like that, and trying to go easy on my workouts. If you guys are in your sugar detox as well and you're trying to work out at the same time, and if you saw, for example, my fitness program for my sugar detox time that I sent out to my newsletter subscribers, um, you'll notice that I had five workouts planned each week. And I have done maybe two of them this week, and they felt, I felt terrible in them. Um, and so if that's kind of where you're at, and that's, re- I think it's just the first week in general, as your body's readjusting, You're because I've been through the sugar detox, this is my third time now, you will find an energy spike as soon as you kind of get through the slump, um, and things will pick up. But just if you're going through that, don't beat yourself up. I just want to say that. Um, things will get better, and, and you're not slacking in your workouts. It's, it's very natural. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been good. I find myself really hungry, before meals, which tells me that I need to start eating more, um, in my previous meals, but things are going down. My inflammation started to decrease, which has been nice. Um, and just overall more energetic throughout the day. Um, and it's good. I started making some treats on the, you know, the.
2: I saw that on your Instagram. (laughs) Oh my
1: gosh. I had an emergency one day. I came home (laughs) and I did not have a big enough lunch. I ate this like little when you share a house with a loved one and that loved one is a boy, and they come home after being gone for four days and they start eating help you know the food that you have in the refrigerator it's you stop having as much food anymore, and so um anyways, I had to split this pesto lunch with him and was starving then by the time dinner came, and so I made this emergency batch of those what are the almond butter chocolate cup, peanut butter cup things? Totally not sweet and really hit the spot though. So it's been good. And then all that stuff to say, it's been great. Thanks for
2: asking. That's (laughs) awesome. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. And what is new with you, Missy? Well, I had an interesting experience today and I think it was sometimes like things happen to us because we need the reminder and so unfortunately I had some technical problems and I had to start off my day going to the mall here in Austin and standing in line for the lovely Apple store. Um but before I even made my way over there, I went over to the Starbucks that's in the the mall um because I desperately needed coffee and got out of the house in a hurry today and didn't have time to to do my buttered bone broth that I'm loving so much. But I, I'm in the Starbucks and, you know, they had just opened up. It was early and the guy behind the counter had just this amazing amount of enthusiasm and positivity and you could tell he was genuinely excited to help people. You could tell he really liked his job and, you know, it's just, it's a good reminder to just be face everything with enthusiasm in your life because you infect those around you. And I left that Starbucks with like a huge smile on my face, and I don't know. It just it's it's such a good reminder to to do the small things with enthusiasm. And I just I loved that that guy made my day because he actually you could tell he genuinely cared. Like if I was having a good morning, and he was very excited to help me and. Like it's just nice. You don't see that all the time anymore. A lot of people are very head down, just kind of going through the motions of their jobs. And um here was this Starbucks guy, and he was just loving life. And I was like, "Yes, that's how I need to be today. I just need to love life." Here I am. I got to go to the Apple Store, but you know what? Everything's going to be okay. And it turned out awesome because I went into the Apple Store with a very positive and light attitude because of that guy,
1: uh-huh. and.
2: I had a lot of struggles today at the Apple store, and I was there for about five hours, but the young gentleman that was helping me, we just, we kind of laughed through the whole thing, and we had such a good time, and even though everything that could go wrong went wrong, like, in the end, um, when everything had gone wrong, he came up to me, and he was like, you know, you've just been a pleasure to work with today, and he was like, we've basically beaten you up for four hours, and you've kept this positive energy We're just going to give you a brand new phone. So, like, it just goes to show that, like, just, you know, having fun in every situation and being positive, it makes a huge difference. And, like, I could have had, like, a very upsetting, frustrated, grumpy day, but I had so much fun with this tech guy at Apple. We just, we had a good laugh about everything, so... It's just, it's always a good lesson. It's a good lesson to be enthusiastic and make the best out of every situation. So, it was, it was, sure. it was a good day, all in all. So.
1: Yeah, and I would say that the universe gave you a little extra validation that that's the right way to go. Yeah. Uh, great job, Carissa. Here's a brand <laughs> new phone.
2: Right, exactly. <laughs> Ta-da! The universe is rewarding you for being nice. Because I'm sure, like, when, when stuff like that happens, I'm sure the people that he deals with are probably not very happy. Um, so, but we just made a joke out of the whole thing. Nothing
1: brings (laughs) out the ugly, like technology problems. And I am so guilty of this, but like I will, I will sit there and I'm one of those people that's so guilty of having, you know, 97 tabs open on my computer <laughs> and I haven't restarted my machine in probably 14 days right. and there's just issues. And then something happens or it's slow. And I'm just like, what is this? What What's up with this? I mean, right. don't even understand. Why is this happening to me?
2: <laughs> uh, it's so uh, true. But it's, it's a so good true. reminder.
1: You can have patience all the time and it will always pay off for sure.
2: Well, I'm super excited today because we're on episode two and we already have a guest, which I'm really excited about. So this podcast that Cassie and I have, you know, come together on, we really wanted to focus on mindset. And Amy is someone I met um, earlier this year and she just made such a huge impact on me because of her story. And if there's anybody that can, like, talk to the benefit of having a positive mindset, it's her. So I knew that she would just be... We had to have her on the podcast. So I'm so glad that she was able to come and be with us today. Um, And you can... um, Make sure you go check out Amy on her Instagram and follow her because she has some amazing, positive um, posts. And you can also check her out doing other fun stuff. I love stalking her. It's too much fun. Um, But um, she has this hashtag she started, of course. Everyone knows I'm way into hashtags. Um, Relentless Pursuit is her whole philosophy with life. And it just, I don't know, I'm jazzed about it and I'm excited that she's here. So I'm just going to go ahead and say, hey, Amy, how are you doing?
3: (laughs) I'm great. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me on. It's it's fantastic. I really appreciate it.
2: We're excited to have you, girl. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So um, a lot of you probably may not know Amy's story. So Amy, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and your history with hydrocephalus?
3: Yeah, so I'm Amy Boer and I uh, live out in Oregon, and I'm 34 years old. And when I was, di- when I was diagnosed originally, I was 17, but I was um, diagnosed with a condition, a brain condition called hydrocephalus. And hydrocephalus uh, basically is the inability of the brain to drain spinal fluid correctly. And um, hydrocephalus um, comes uh, or is caused by a lot of different things. And in my case, I have what's called aqueductal stenosis. Um, so I have a, a blockage per se in my brain um that is causing the fluid buildup. So I was uh diagnosed at 17 and had had grown and lived a normal life up until then. Uh and since the age of 17, I, I've had 10 surgeries um to correct um the issue. Unfortunately Um, Hydrocephalus is a condition that there are two surgical options for at this point. Um, One being what they called a ventriculostomy, where they um, create kind of a drainage hole in your brain. And the other being, which is more common, um, being a shunt system, which is a little... Um, artificial valve that uh, diverts the fluid from the brain into another area in your body. In my case, my stomach cavity. So uh, the shunts and uh, they just they they're an okay solution, but they just require a lot of surgical maintenance, and um, it's really common for people with hydrocephalus to have. Lots and lots of surgeries, and um, and in my in my case, I've had ten. I'm actually we t- chatted about this a little bit ago, but I'm actually unfortunately going in for my eleventh surgery this week um, on Wednesday. So, you know, it's just one of those uh, conditions that there's not a lot of awareness, and um, it's a very common. Uh, Condition to have. There's over a million people in the United States that have hydrocephalus currently. And there's not a lot of awareness, which um, I think in turn creates um, a situation where there's not enough funding for new solutions. And we really need better solutions. It's a affects a lot of pediatric patients and a lot of elderly people. Um, it's a little less common to find, uh, people like myself that are adults kind of at the, in the middle of that reverse bell curve and, um, that, and then that also are really high functioning like myself. So that is, um, that's my challenge. And my story is that I live in Oregon. I come from a big family. I'm married to an awesome husband, Clifton, who's a firefighter. And I work in construction as a project manager and designer. And um, I like to golf. I like to be active. I like to lift weights and um, and just enjoy my life. I'm a musician. I'm a fiddle player. So (laughs) that's what my story is.
1: Oh my gosh, you just said like 12 of my favorite things ever. Um, <laughs> uh, golf, fiddle, you know, spirit for life. It's all wonderful and inspiring. Um, I have a question for you, Amy. You know, in the span, it seems like in such a short time um, frame, you you underwent those 10 surgeries. Number 11th is on the horizon. What did, I mean, just out of curiosity, what does your recovery look like um from those procedures.
3: Well, I actually have um this this surgery this week will be my fifth surgery in the last 16 months. Okay. So, um the shunt has given us a lot of hell um this this last um year and a half or so and um so I've gone through this um surgery recovery process um, so many times. And, um, it's interesting because I, as soon as they told me that I was having surgery, um, my, my reaction was relief. And that's Mm -hmm. because I know that it is, um, it's necessary. And I also know that in the past I've, I've had, I've had a lot of instant relief as soon as they repair whatever the issue is with the valve. And so the way that I um that I get through it um, is to focus on the things that I can control with it. And um the what it generally looks like is about a six-week period in, of intensive um focus on my nutrition, uh, my water intake. Um, My activity level, basically we take three weeks off from everything, and then I use the second three weeks to kind of ramp back up to as close to normal activity level as possible. Um, And we just control what we can, and and we take it it a day at a time, uh, a week at a time, a month at a time. Um, And one thing that my husband and I say to each other is that, when we have surgery, we know it's going to come often for us. We just try to get better at it every mm-hmm. time. And that seems like such a crazy thing to say, but but it's really helped us to focus this last year. And it's been uh, the things that we get better at. Um, examples of that are, you know, we spend a certain amount of time in the hospital and we've found that the, that, He goes stir crazy just sitting there watching the nurses do their thing. You know, he's paramedic, so he's got to, like, kind of micromanage them a little bit when it comes to Mm -hmm. me. And we learned that there's a great yoga studio not that far from the hospital where we go. And he takes his yoga mat every time we go because if we get stuck in the hospital, it's something he can go and do for a couple of hours, clear his mind, Go, come back refreshed and rested and that kind of thing. Um, we've learned um, some of the medication patterns and when when I can generally start tapering off. You know, we've learned, we've mm-hmm. met people at the hospital that work there and that that have been so wonderful to me. So every time we do it, we just try to get a little better at it and it that really helps um my healing and my recovery process as well to just kind of mentally get through it that way
2: wow wow that's incredible that's really incredible so um a big thing that i would like to have you um share with our listeners and you know i'm sure Cassie and i would love to hear too is like how do you keep your spirits up like how did you get to this such a place of um, positivity with it? It's just, it just amazes me um, just your whole attitude towards this. I'm just in awe of you. And uh, I just like, I'm like, if she can do it, what am I griping about this little silly thing for, you know? So I, I, yeah, I mean, you're such an inspiration. So how did, how did that shift come about for you and what, Tips or tricks do you have for people to you know really keep a positive mindset when they're going through um a hard time? Well,
3: I appreciate that. Thank you. I don't I I if I sat here and, and acted like I I thought I was strong all the time, I'd be <laughs> I'd be totally lying to you. I'm I'm not strong all the time. My my life is is just like anybody else's where there's there are definite ups and downs and, um, and bends in the road and that kind of thing and it's something that that is really interesting because a couple of years ago i um, I was seeing a pain psychologist, which I still do to this day that's one thing that helps me um, is to, to to talk to somebody who helps me process through my pain and through my uh, my emotional um, life in relation to my condition and that that's really helpful to me. Um, but this particular pain psychologist had, had suggested to me that I not be as private as I, as I once was about having hydrocephalus. And he encouraged me to maybe start blogging or, or do something that, um, that would share my story and allow me to reach out to other people that were in similar circumstances, and um, I did that by starting the essentially the blog on Instagram. I use my Instagram, which by the way is um, is my name, Amy A M Y underscore Booer, which is my last name B as in boy O O H E R. But I started using that and hashtagging hydrocephalus and um, hashtagging, you know, hydrocephalus awareness and different things like that. And people started reaching out to me and started connecting with me. And I started communicating with people. And I did realize through that, that I do have a God given kind of strength that uh, to get through the challenges that that are that are just something that I I think as a combination of being born with it um, and then having parents that really pushed my siblings and I through, um, through the challenges that, that we, uh, that we experienced with health and and with other things as we were young and as we were growing. And it's just, um, it's also, spilled over into as I've grown up into my um, professional life, you know, I'm a woman in construction. And that takes a certain amount of relentless spirit to get through a -a day basis, and working with my dad, sharing an office with him and watching him um, run a business and, and raise seven kids, um, several of which have some medical issues. And watching my parents just band together and really hit life head on every time something comes up and, um, there's a challenge, um, in their way. They just, they band together and, um, just, just battle it, just get through it. And it's a, it's really an, uh, a product of my upbringing, and then my relationship with my husband is, is really built on 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 us being a team and taking the team mentality from that I was taught when I was a kid, and that I learned in my family and from my parents and stuff, and taking that into my um, adult life in my um, in my marriage and in my friendships and in my career. Um, and you just you just don't get through this life by yourself. And I don't do it by myself and my um the support that I have from my parents and my husband and all those people on the Instagram um, blog that just is such an organic community um it all it all gets me through and it um and it makes it um makes it a lot easier
1: that's pretty incredible yeah I'm sorry well it's okay I was
3: just gonna say too the the pain part of it is something that I get asked, asked about a lot. Um, I I suffer from chronic pain and I um, obviously had that the surgeries are painful and the, the process of, you know, the shunt failing and things going and, and I get a lot of messages from, from, People that are going through similar things, um, uh, you know, young girls who are going after sh- through shunt surgery after shunt surgery, and and adults who are trying to overcome the the pain that it comes with with the daily battle, and uh, and are not really sure how I get out of bed and go go to work every day, that type of thing. So um the one thing that I tell people is is just something that uh, that I'm not really sure where this came from it probably came from my parents but but the one thing that I really really focus on when I'm in pain is that pain is a very transient feeling it it comes and you and you experience it in all of its in its anguish and everything but after you after you're through it you remember that you had the pain but you don't uh, you know when you, we were created we were not created with the ability to actually feel pain as a memory and so i just tell myself and i literally talk myself through everything from just a daily headache to like excruciating surgery pain whatever is that if I can just get through the moment of it, I won't have to live it again.
1: Yeah. And
3: I think it's really, really important to for me to remember that um is, is that it, it it's just getting through those moments and and realizing that they're gonna be gone soon. And on the flip side, when you have something positive going on in your life, really Enjoying that moment, but because you only get that moment once too, and so it's it's a way of approaching life that just becomes um, a little bit more of a staying in the moment, I guess, but also just appreciating appreciating the fact that you that that that's the way we were created.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, I think I think that I mean. I think it's really incredible too. On the side that that your presence on Instagram and maybe um, the advice that you got from the pain counselor to start putting your story out there, I think it's just an amazing that you've created this other network of support. Um, and probably what you're providing out there in your perspective and your story is, I mean, it's it's impossible to measure. Um, but the comfort that you're probably giving other people. But I just think it's phenomenal. I mean, you're an incredible inspiration to me. Um, I can't even imagine. I mean, I you it, it just it makes my bad days seem very, very silly.
2: <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: I I totally agree with Cassie there. Um, you're that that's just wonderful. I mean, awesome. I can't wait to follow you and just keep following your relentless pursuit hashtag. And then also I hear that we're mutual golfers. So I'm really excited about um, <laughs> yes. that. If I'm ever in Oregon, which is pretty much the most beautiful state I've ever driven through in my entire life, I am totally going to get in touch with you about going and playing golf.
3: It's, sure. it's, it's wonderful. And we will, um, we'll look forward to that. You definitely have to look me up. Yeah. Uh, and just remember that, that really, the the relentless pursuit of life is what it's all about. You know, you get through, uh, you get knocked down, and you get yourself back up, and and you you fight hard. And anything that anything you want in life, it takes relentless energy. Um, and you look at the common thread of everybody in the world that's really that are really successful in one right or another, and they'll always. They'll always tell you um, that um, the the common thread is that they didn't give up. Mm-hmm. Just, they just kept um, kept at it. So so that's that's what I try to that's what I try to the message I try to get out there is is that really um, you can look at it as the relentless pain and the relentless uh, surgeries and the relentless negativity of it all, or you can look at it as the relentless pursuit of everything else that's important. So,
2: that's beautiful.
3: Thank it, you so much really for having me on too. I really really appreciate what you guys are doing and Aww. I think it's some that the the word that you're spreading.
2: Thanks Amy. Well, thanks for hanging with us today and and uh coming on here and sharing your your story. So, it means so, a lot. It means a absolutely. lot. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right, well, we'll talk to you later. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. All right, Cassie, you want to roll into our Fed segment for this podcast? I'm really excited with your your tidbits of information you're going to share today.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, so for Fed this uh, week, you know, instead of jumping into a specific food or a specific type of food preparation, like last week we talked about the butter your broth, um, this week I'm I, I mean, – so I asked folks on my Facebook page, um, what kind of recipes they really wanted this year and were looking for. And a lot of people are participating, you know, in the sugar detoxes like myself or a Whole30. They jumped into that or they're doing some other nutrition challenge, um, just trying to start off the year with a really clean slate, um, with a clean diet. And most folks are probably a week or two into their challenge, depending on when you started. Um, and this is probably around the time, that you're feeling exhausted because you're tired of cooking because it is, it's a lot of work. It can be a lot of work to prep all your meals. Oh yeah. I don't like cooking. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. Hashtag no cook paleo missy over there. Um, but yeah, exactly. I mean, it can be a lot of work. I'm a, I'm a gal who likes a hot meal, you know, that's just the way I'm wired. I, I like if I have, I've been to the point where if I, I will avoid salads for months out of my life because I just think if I have to chew another crunchy piece of lettuce, I'm just going to cry. And so, um, <laughs> le- salad sometimes to me feels like diet food and I just, I'm not about diet food. But anyways, I like hot meals, um, and it can get exhausting. So what I kind of want to give you some tips are on how to make your nutrition challenge easier, um, um, Sticking to, they're just kind of reminders. I know you already know these things, but they might be good reminders. And I also want you to know that if you're also at that point in your challenge, you know, a week or two in or wherever you're at, um, 12 days in, you know, to remember that there's really no right, wrong, winning, failure, passing, or anything like that when it comes to this stuff. So don't beat yourself up. Don't be a hero. If you, if, if you need to make a change or if you need to take a little bitty break, you know, I'm not here saying just run off and go order a pizza tonight because you had a bad day, but just remember to, to be nice to yourself um, and, and remember to do these things for the right reasons. Um, okay, so my tips to make this easier. I know you're probably really tired of hearing this because it's what everybody talks about, but seriously, prep there, your meals. It's good to hear. we got to hear it, this stuff. It is. Prepare oh. your meals. I mean, it makes all the difference. When you're home from work and you're ravenous and you're like, you know, you, you gave the dog, I, this is maybe just me and I'm kind of a crazy person. <laughs> so maybe nobody else out there is like this, but um like Gus's food is really freaking good and it's it looks all starchy and carby and I'm put his bowl down and I'm like, "Wow, that looks really delicious and the last thing I want to do is steam my broccoli and make my meatloaf." But if I prepped my meals before, then I wouldn't be kind of in that dilemma. I could just slice it, reheat it, and be good to go. So that makes things a lot easier. And also try to make foods um, that are that provide a lot of servings. So stick to, excuse me, casseroles, crock pot meals, meatloafs, just like I talked about. Um, those are easy to eat for a long period of time, and then you only have to be in the kitchen for like three hours every three to four days. You know, and that makes a huge yeah. difference because then you can just kind of ride your own coattails. Um, Stock up on some healthy snacks, like surround yourself with healthy snacks because you will have those moments where you're like, okay, I know that I tried to throw out all the stuff that I'm not supposed to be eating right now in the house, but I did not throw out that little pint of Jenny's ice cream because I couldn't bring myself to throw it away because it's like $6 worth of ice cream left in that pint, and I know exactly where it's at, and I'm going to go eat it because I'm hungry. If you surround yourself with healthy snacks, that will be less of a temptation. Um, Green apples, if you're doing 21 DSD, that's a good one. Cans of sardines. This morning I was running way late, and I did not have time to make my hot breakfast, which I love. And so I just grabbed a can of sardines, and that's fine. Um, So just surround yourself with healthy snacks. Um, Again, for the love of Pete, get rid of the unhealthy things in your house. So (laughs) You know, you probably had friends and family over for the holidays and you probably, because you're a wonderful, you're the hostess with the mostess or you're the host or, you know, whatever, whichever direction you're coming from. Mm -hmm. Um, And you probably filled, you had chips and yummy chocolate covered nuts and things for all of your friends that were there and now they're left over and they're staring you in the face. Just go ahead and get rid of them. Yeah, they'll
2: talk to you. Get them, get them out of there. Otherwise they'll talk to you and move and then you'll even go and you'll look at them. And then you'll be like, no. And then like an hour later, you'll go back and look at them again. Like yeah, they'll keep, they're there. You got to get, you just got to throw them in the garbage <laughs> or give yeah, them to get somebody of- else.
1: <laughs> or go to, go to the sweet neighbor next door who's my sweet neighbor. Her husband is gone on ships for like 90 days at a time. And so she gets all kinds of things and she's a, a she's got a very young baby. And so <laughs> um, whatever works for you, get rid of that food. Um, and then my very last tidbit. And this is something that I have to remind myself of on a daily basis. If you find yourself struggling on your new nutrition challenge, um, and it's, it's tough already because you're cutting out food groups and you're going through detoxes, but do not make it more difficult on yourself by having small meals. Okay? So when we cut out big food groups, you know, let's say you were a major whole grain pasta eater before you started doing this challenge, whichever it is and you stopped eating that, you know, You, unless you're being really diligent about making sure that you're replacing those calories with something else, you might find yourself hungry after meals. And if that's the case, start eating more. Focus on larger meals. When you're eating real food, you know, especially, I mean, I'm a big proponent of mostly vegetables. Um, when you start eating real food, most of it's vegetables, really healthy stuff you're going to have what looks like more food on your plate than you ever had before. And so kind of get used to that. Start eating larger meals. And if you find yourself hungry before lunch or before dinner or ravenous when you wake up for breakfast to the point where, like, you just have to pop a hard-boiled egg in before you even get your cup of coffee going, then make sure you're eating larger meals. um, And that will make it a lot easier on you.
2: Those are some great
1: tips. So that's those.
2: my soapbox because I'm actually love right now. <laughs> I love it, and I mean it's all stuff that we need to hear again. So yeah, always, I hope that was not too
1: preachy. I'm like, I'm like,
2: you can do it. Day ten of
1: that sugar detox or Whole Thirty, or whatever you're doing, you got it, guys. Just go ahead and soapbox away. I love truck it. Prep your meals. You can do it, and it's okay sure. if you don't like cold
2: meals because I don't either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to go my route. No, not at all. But that
1: works too. It's all okay.
2: Yes. <laughs> it's all okay. Um, so onto our fit segment and it kind of falls into line with your tips as I just wanted to kind of, you know, and, and this falls into what you were saying at the beginning of the podcast too. Like when you're in this first week or two weeks, um, of a nutrition change, um, <clears throat> it can be a lot to add on an intensive workout on top of that. I think what happens is we're like, okay, in January, I'm going to follow this new meal plan. I'm going to make sure I get all this water in. I'm going to work on my sleep and I'm going to start this new workout and I'm going to get organized. I'm going to do my tasks early. I'm going to get this shopping done. I'm going to organize my car. Like we want to do all the things. Mm-hmm. And the problem so is when, when you do that, like, you just, you can wear yourself down. So if, if you're already in a regular workout routine, and then maybe you do something like the sugar detox or a whole 30, and you find that you're kind of fading halfway through your workouts, that's your body saying, take an extra rest day. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you were saying in the beginning, like there's no, there's no shame in giving your body the time that it needs so that you can have the right level of energy to complete your workouts. That being said, there are, On the other side, there's a lot of people that maybe they don't have a regular workout routine. And so they're coming into January trying to develop that habit for themselves. And, you know, everyone wants to, maybe they went and they bought a DVD program to do at home or they joined a new gym. And doing all that can feel very overwhelming. And then that's how it's so many people like fall off and and stop after a week or two weeks because it's just too much to do if it's not already a part of, if if being active every day for a certain period of time is not already part of your routine, trying to do both of those at the same time can be a lot. Um, so my suggestion for people is if if you've never, if you don't have a regular routine and here we are in January, start small because it's about forming those habits. Um, like I'm talking about over on my Instagram page, uh, Instagram account this month is all about forming the habits. So even if it's like, Every day you go and you walk for five minutes. If you do that every single day for a month and you don't waver and you make sure you walk that five minutes every day, then you just start a habit. Now it's easy to be like, all right, I'm going to walk 10 minutes or I'm going to, you know, add on some yoga to that. Or now at that same time every day, instead of going for that walk, I'm going to try that new yoga class or try that spin class or whatever. It's about creating a habit so it doesn't have to be like this big huge production and like an hour and a half long workout and all this like it can just be something small um and that's really where you can start to create that as a long-term habit my other big advice for people is don't do a workout just because you think you should do it like only do stuff that you find fun and joy in like, if you take spin class and you hate it, don't do spin class. If you go Oh my to gosh, yoga, that's me. Yeah, if you go to no yoga and you don't like it, please. Like, and thank don't, you. yeah, yeah. Some people are just, they don't like it. You know, if you don't like running, don't run. Um, figure out what you like to do. Maybe you like dancing, so maybe you need to go out in your local community and find a meet-up dance group or find out, you know, what local places are, are doing, like, dance hall activities um, find something you like that's active and do that because then it's going to be way easier to stick to as a habit too. If it's something you dread doing and the same goes with food too. Like I'll have some clients and they just do not like a certain vegetable. I'm like, perfect. Don't eat it. There are so many other vegetables that we can get you on. If you have a big aversion to that vegetable, like, you know, and if we can't figure out a way to cover it in butter, like, let's, we'll, we'll go another direction with it. So, yeah, I mean, those are like my little, my little fit tips for the week is, you know, if you've already got a workout routine going and you're struggling and you're low on energy, take some more rest days, tone it down a little bit, um, work on maybe your flexibility or movement or form, you know, take things down. If you don't already have an exercise routine, it's not go big or go home. It's start small and stay long. Like make it a long-term thing for the whole year. But you do that by doing something you like and doing something that's feasible. Like, okay, I can do five minutes of something a day. Like, because we already all have enough stuff going on in our lives that's crazy but um there's my tips great tips carissa thanks it reminds me
1: that i'm going to start looking for dance classes yes that's what i i love dancing that's what i do oh my gosh i love dancing too and my fiance all night (laughs) (laughs) oh we might have to put a fit tip in there when i'm gonna sign up for a dance class austin and i are gonna go together and we're gonna learn how to dance together and because I want to be that couple we're getting married in October right and I know that we're running over I'm sorry guys but we're going to be that <laughs> couple in October at our wedding that I want to be able to like you know yeah I know we're going to boogie and we're going to really dance like some <laughs> jitterbug goodness it's going to go on yeah so. that's going to be
2: another fun part of this podcast everyone is we're going to be able to hear all the behind the scenes of the wedding planning. I'm oh. so excited. So oh my excited. gosh. So I'm we can so always go over too. if we're talking about wedding stuff, at least in <laughs> my book. I, and I don't think anyone will ever mind. <laughs>
1: Isn't that the spirit of weddings? We just go overboard and everything. Right, uh, right. JK, just kidding. Uh, but really, though, I have thought about it. I was like, oh my gosh, what if I wrote a Fed and Fit wedding ebook and I put it out there for free? You can have whatever you want. And I'm thinking, no one's gonna want to read that but I'm gonna I, I think I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm I'm gonna start documenting my Instagram anyways whether you want to see it or not I'm gonna fun. start putting some of my pieces up there and uh and we'll just see I mean I'm just excited about it. it's gonna be a fun time yeah so well, and
2: congratulations on that I'm super excited for you too
1: oh thank you yeah he's he's also an amazing dude he's uh he's down there trying to keep the puppies quiet for me <laughs> <laughs> for sure for
2: sure all right. Awesome.
1: Well, thanks everybody for listening today. Uh we're so excited to be back and if you've got any comments about today's show, some feedback, some questions, you can always submit a question online um on fedandfit.com. We've got a question form or there will also be a copy of show of the show notes from today's episode and you can leave a comment below there if you don't want to send an email. Uh so lots of ways to get a hold of us and uh thanks again for joining us. We'll be back again next Monday.